0: Mother says he was a normal, happy boy until he became obsessed with black metal music. Rocket rolls! Sounds like Christian rock. Heavy metal music groups promote satanic worship. They're anti peace and anti life. Before we um before we get started this week, um I've actually I've had to go see a doctor this week. Oh, you are okay? Yeah, yeah. I've just um I've been like really itchy. Oh yeah. I've just That's come weird. out in this this nasty fresh... Hey everybody, welcome back to the Metal Face Podcast, the podcast where we discuss Uh, free metal albums each week. This week, we're covering free fresh metal albums in what we're again dubiously naming a genre special. My name is Ben, and joining me, I have Tom. Tom, say hello. Hello, Ben. And of course, we have Josh. Josh, say hello. I don't even want to talk to you after that (laughs) (laughs)
1: joke.
0: I've been thinking about that all week. (laughs) So this is episode 8, and this week we will be discussing Slayer's album, Rain in Blood, Toxic Holocaust with Chemistry of Consciousness and Vector Terminal Redux. It's some mixed reactions. (laughs) So I'll start with a bit of an introduction on thrash metal. Thrash metal being one of the cornerstone genres of metal. I think we can all say that with confidence. And was, for a time, the biggest genre within the heavy metal scene. I think it's safe to say that the best time for thrash was probably in the late 80s, early 90s uh, in America. And came about largely in reaction and really direct opposition to the popularity of hair and glam metal, which had really (laughs) taken over in LA at the time. No makeup in Frash. <laughs> Although <laughs> Slayer did wear eyeliner originally.
2: Yeah, oh yeah that's true, they yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine Kerry King in
0: eyeliner. So fresh has persevered, and it's in a bit of a revival in recent times, but even as straight up fresh isn't the most active genre of metal these days, there's a lot of activity in crossover genres such as blackened fresh which mm-hmm. I've discovered this week and I'm a Ooh, big fan of now. Right. So what, what does fresh Metal sound like? Typically defined by super fast guitar riffs, galloping drums, spitting vocals, and I'd say the lyrics typically focus on things like war, murder, and a bit of politics in there as well, for good measure. But <laughs> there is a lot of variation out there, obviously. You can't cover the whole genre in just three words. But um, yeah, so that's thrash metal. So Tom, what was your experience of thrash metal?
1: I
3: mean, thrash metal is one that you you just, you can't miss it. You know, if you're into metal, I would say there's a pretty damn good chance you're going to be into thrash. Mm. Definitely, you know, spoilers. Slayer was um, one of the first bands that I got properly into and it wasn't long until I got into the uh, new wave of thrash, like bands like Municipal Waste, mm. Evil, Bonded by Blood, Fueled by Fire, all sorts of stuff like that. Testament as well were one of my favorite bands for a long time, as were Slayer, of course. Everyone goes through that stage, right?
0: Mm. I started with the new wave of British heavy metal, so I was into Maiden and things like that. Yeah, right. Never really came at it from a thrash direction. (laughs) Yeah,
2: similar to Ben, I kind of came straight in at, um, well, not new wave of British heavy metal, but like metalcore and stuff. So I kind of skipped thrash as well.
0: Yeah, so everybody does it, but out of the three of us here, only one of us did. (laughs) But I think you're right, it's definitely the most common, because you start off with things like you know, some hardcore and some punk like Blink one eighty two yeah. even like things like that yeah. as you're a teenager and then you know, it gets heavier and then Fresh is kind mm. of a natural progression of things like that, I think.
3: You can't escape Fresh. It's basically it's a huge part of all the most successful extreme metal genres, mm. you you wouldn't have black metal, you wouldn't have death metal without thrash, and that's you know death metal is almost like the kind of keystone sound in the scene these days.
0: So how about you, Josh? What's your what's your exposure? What's your understanding? Your appreciation of thrash as an art form? This is this is where I guess challenging for
2: me because I never really listened to thrash. I, n- I don't have any opposition to it. I don't I don't dislike it. I'm not like
3: why do you hate thrash so
2: much? Mm. I'm not... Explain yourself. <laughs> I'm not like th- with thrash, I'm Tom as a Core, you know, but um. <laughs> 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 I just never got into it, you know I listen to bands like <laughs> Silosis who have a lot of thrash influences, which I liked Yeah, I listen mm. to bits of Metallica who are, who are thrashy uh, Metallica are a thrash band, you know And I've seen Anthrax yeah. <laughs> and Slayer and stuff like that live but it's just never really kind of hooked in for me Mm. So yeah. it's been very interesting this week, actually, being able to listen to them kind of in depth and actually being forced to sit down and, and listen through some albums.
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, Fresh is quite an unusual one. We were mm. saying this earlier before the show of how it's one of the few genres of metal that like references itself mm. a lot. Yeah, fresh metal has songs about fresh metal. Yeah, <laughs> and like, all right, you've got Venom's black metal, but basically, you you don't hear black metal bands writing songs about how much they love the black metal scene you know yeah. what i mean a little, at least not to the same degree like fresh metal has this element of being slightly more i don't know almost like slightly more street in a way then it definitely obviously started to cross over into things like rap metal there was anthrax did that whole split with um i think it was public enemy yep and, oh, it, really? and it has that and you know guys in like nike trainers and like ripped jeans playing guitar and things it moves it out of this conceptual kind of bluesy area that like bands like Sabbath are in and it moves it into something that's much more kind of it's like pure metal it takes much more from a band like Priest than a band like Sabbath
0: I think that was kind of my understanding and my expectation going into a Fresh metal week was just straight up music no none of the, like the atmosphere and the mythology and the mm. doom and gloomy sort of stuff that you get with other genres <laughs> yeah. it was just yeah straight up fast guitars fast drums spitting vocals like yeah. we said that's that's fresh, and I think maybe that's why it never quite stuck for me as well. Because I always do lean towards that more like atmospheric stuff, kind of mm, the, the mm, greater mm. soundscapey kind of stuff. Um, and
2: fresh yeah. is
3: just straight up. Fresh. yeah is what it is. it's what we like to refer to as music music
2: music music. yes <laughs> it's quite like um i guess like vernacular isn't it it's, it's not it's not like necessarily super high concept or anything it's just it's just pure practice n- not so much theory if that makes any
1: sense mm. yeah, that yeah that's sense, right
3: yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and i mean as we'll talk about when we get on that they're always as with any genre there's room for like other influences and other ways of doing it mm. but you're right it is that's a word that i've been looking for for a while is it is like it's it's pure practice. It's there's a practical nature to it.
0: Yeah, very much so. And I think even in the um like we said about the lyrics, it's very concerned with like the human condition, the human experience, mm. oftentimes mm. in horrible kind of ways, but it it's very yeah. down to earth in that way. And it's not so like you say about black metal singing about Satan or demons or something. It's mm. more, yeah, war, you know, murder, drugs, like things like that.
2: I think that maybe we're giving it a bit of a bit of a Bad rapper, you know. I think it was like, when I think of Thrash, I don't necessarily think of songs about, like, you know, like airstrikes or, or war or you know, this kind of stuff. I, I definitely feel like, oh no, when I think of Thrash, I think of a lot of songs maybe about, like, at least tangentially, kind of with, like, a partying kind of feel. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and they're yeah. political,
3: don't get me wrong. You know, this is political songs. We've also got things like Miserable Failure and, and this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's sort of what I mean is it does live in a, it doesn't live in, like, a highly conceptual world. It lives in kind of a the world of the scene, if you know what mm. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, is, it's is very that, real. Yeah, it does. It has like a, it's
0: legit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much things have. I, we, we should have started with this. None of us are particular experts on fresh. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> oh, my my sort of perception is that more classic fresh is concerned with those more darker things and there's been a more like comical turn to thrash in recent times like singing about pizza and beer is more common now and yeah it's always been there but maybe it's been amplified a lot more in modern thrash i don't know
2: Uh, maybe it's just my own like kind of privileged cushy life but i definitely like the pizza and beer thrash more than the dark trash. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah i mean well you know it's a very versatile genre and yeah. like as we were saying it sort of cu- it sort of touches all areas and like you've got slayer with their kind of dark and like satanic kind of themes mm. you've got a municipal waste with their like pizza and beer sort of stuff you've got like you know van like um testament who's singing like about some you know more fantastical stuff they've got songs about like yeah. the witch trials and things like that
0: and i guess what we're saying is that you couldn't sum up all the fresh and free albums
3: that's exactly yeah. right but yeah. here we go yeah <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) we've had fresh albums on here before with like rash decision and stuff like Mm. that's that's Mm. kind of fresh you know and we will have fresh on here again so let's put fresh metal under a spotlight and talk about some of our favorite albums right
0: yeah hell yeah
3: yeah yeah, yeah, let's do it.
0: I've had a lot of fun in fresh uh-huh. Week, and I cannot wait. Yeah. <laughs> let's get my pizza, get my beer, let's go.
3: <laughs> yeah, because I suppose, I just want to ask you before we kick off with this, Ben, I don't think of you as someone who's into fresh You would be right. <laughs> but I get the impression that you've you've dug into it a little bit in the past week and could this be a new love affair? Do
0: you know what? Yeah, I, I think it, it potentially is. I think the good thing about us doing this is that the number one reason we wanted to do this was to listen to more music, right? Yeah. And obviously make millions of dollars. That's coming later. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Listening to more obviously. music was the first thing and everybody knows fresh. I've heard a lot of fresh. Yeah. Yeah. I've never really like dug into it, but this week mm. I've, you know, just discovered like so much stuff again, like like I said earlier, black and fresh. <laughs> I like after the black metal episode, i feel like I really appreciate a lot more black metal, and yeah. then I started to appreciate fresh, and then I found out there's black and fresh. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing.
3: <laughs> fresh is really one of those genres where it's like you can't see the forest for the trees. It's so surrounds you all the time that it's it's you very rarely take a step back and go, what is this thing that I like? Yeah.
0: And mm. and obviously, there's like some huge characters in the thrash scene, in, in the big yeah. bands, that all have reputations, and you kind of let that taint your expectation of the music a little bit. <laughs> so, you know, to try to separate that a little bit.
3: <laughs> Whereas black metal bands are murdering each other, thrash metal bands are suing each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bit yeah. more civilised, really, isn't mm. it?
0: So on that note, should we talk about our first album this week? Let's do it. Let's do it. So we are kicking off with Slayer's album, Rain in Blood. Sl- So Slayer are one of the most influential metal bands of all time. I'm sure I can say that with absolute confidence. They were formed in 1981 in California, and they're still active to this day, um, although apparently there will be no more live Slayer shows. We're, we'll see. That's what they're saying. There. So, they say. yeah. so they're part of what's known as the Big Four, that being Amphrax, Megadeth, Metallica, and Slayer, who are four American thrash bands who really dominated the scene and, and brought thrash to the forefront of metal. So today we're talking about their third full-length release, the legendary Rain in Blood. I mean... Is any more introduction needed? (laughs) There's a
2: lot you could say about Slayer. We're going to say 15 minutes worth of that.
3: (laughs) Well, how about I kick this off because this is a massive album for me. Yes. I, as as is now well-documented... When I did my paper round, <laughs> uh, <yes. You> <laughs> when I was the... like 13 or so.
0: The well-storied paper round.
3: There was lots of system of down on there, and then Slipknot was like the first sort of heavy stuff that I went into. And I was into that sort of newer, you know, alternative and new metal sort of vibe. I liked it a lot. And I had friends who were into metal, and I didn't draw much of a distinction between that sort of thing and anything else. And then my friend... Let me rain in blood and I put it on and I remember at first being like what the hell is this and then very quickly being like oh my god this is fucking brilliant and that was the start of a 12 year love affair with this album because wow. for me, I mean, this is a this is a solid 10 out of 10. And it was the album that really got me into the faster, heavier genres of metal and ultimately extreme metal. That's interesting. So th- for me, this was the
2: first time I listened to this album all the way through. I'd, really? Yeah, I- I'd kind of had oh some God. interaction with it before. So I, I listened to like... Mm. a couple of the tracks, especially R- Raining Blood, but I'd never sat down and gone all the way through it. So this is kind of a new mm. thing for me. And yeah. Slayer, when there's bands where I'd kind of always, I'd always kind of liked them. I think I saw them at Bloodstock one year or something, or, or maybe, maybe it was Sonos yeah. for, I, don't, I don't really remember. And like, I watched them at a distance and I was like yeah that was cool and that, that, was, kind of... <laughs> and that was kind of it
0: like it was fun but I was like whatever and um... you're going to piss off more fans of classic metal bands again Josh because you did this on the <laughs> priest episode
3: <laughs> we had so many people writing in. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a, 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 a veritable flood Inundated. of <laughs> I'm not
2: going to piss them off I don't think I just like I don't know I'd never listened to it before Slayer were mm. never a big mm. band on the radar for me but li- having listened to it I did gain the appreciation for it absolutely ah uh, really Yeah.
0: just never quite stuck with you I'll jump in um, right. I had a lot of. Of exposure to this album through secondary school most because my friend Chris at the time absolutely loved Slayer whereas I was the Iron Maiden fan and I think we had a, a bit of a rivalry between us of who Ooh. could find the coolest riff you were the best rivals. solo yeah but then I think we both did appreciate each other's taste but would never admit it um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I mean it is a great album like it's going to be hard to criticize it, I think, because it mm. has got to be one of the greatest metal albums of all time, and definitely hugely influential.
3: I mean, it has such a kind of fast and like warlike sound to it. There's something about thrash metal in particular that it feels like you're listening to a group of people like ready, ready for war, ready to fight. You know, this album feels like it's sort of it's like charging with like swords drawn. You mm. know what I mean? Whereas death metal is a bit more like. I am the beast and I will kill you. Fresh Metal's more like an army swarming to kill a beast, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it has that just, like, it's that kind of savage, muscular sound. And, like, Tom Araya's vocals in this are brilliant. Like, for me, anyway, the way he just, like, spits them out. And it's so kind of, like, um, there's not much, like, virtuosity to it. It's very punk. It's just, like, oh, yeah. he's just throwing the, the vocals out. And the weird, like, high moments kind of, in a way, hasn't aged that well. But at the same time, is like it marks it as like, this is a band, this is an album from the 80s, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I can't imagine, I mean, Slayer don't include those sorts of vocals anymore.
2: I, I found that interesting because in the 80s, this must have been a really intense album. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, nowadays. Yeah.
0: yeah, actually, just really quickly on that, I while researching the album, it got temporarily banned because of the artwork which is Amazing. so restrained compared to the stuff you see like these days like
2: yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> even compared to the fucking lyrics of Angel of Death you know <laughs>
2: yeah. I just I feel like I feel like nowadays there's, like I, I don't want to sound like a Puritan I feel like it maybe has gone a bit too far in some cases you know? <laughs> and like just looking back on this this seems almost quaint now doesn't it like
0: it does a bit yeah. Mm, a like
2: songs about human sacrifice and murder it's like whatever you know and now you know compared to all this like modern music where it's just like 10 times more stream i think it's interesting just kind of like a view of a more innocent time when when this was controversial
3: well yeah i mean like a band like cannibal corpse going into like the specific sensation of like pulling someone's like guts out of their (laughs) body the feeling of the viscera and the snapping (laughs) tendons and things like you know that compared to like of sacrifice,
1: a more theatrical time
3: yeah yeah it is it's got
2: more theatrics to it if that came out in the 80s it'd be Tipper Gore would have had a field day. Let me tell you. Oh my god! god. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah. But
2: um, the other thing, I find thing... it funny how
3: her last name is Gore as well. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> but the other thing is interesting is that you talking, <laughs> talking about the vocals and the vocals were one thing that I kind of didn't enjoy that much in this album no, I, I, Tom Ray does a really good job don't get me wrong I really feel like the savageness of the lyrics and, and the overall style of the music would be much better fit by someone like know, um, it, it sounds like if, I heard if about, you heard like, Matt
3: Heafy I'm gonna just <laughs> block you from
2: this um, <laughs> the, the singer from like Ringworm or something you know I think that kind of stuff yeah. where it's, it's got this real kind of just visceral anger in it mm. which I don't mm. think is really in the Slayer vocals which I'm not saying that to like yeah uh, Dunk on Tom Morel because he's you know a much greater musician than I will ever be. But I just I don't know. I think I think for me the big thing is was definitely that I came of age kind of in a, in a in a time when all the extreme music already gotten much more extreme, right? So yeah. kind of going back to this, I'm like, well, this is. This is boring. This is really yeah, boring. Yeah, yeah, we, we, uh, and it's kind of hard to look past that because it's like, yeah. it, it's just like ha- I wasn't there at the time. It feels like I kind of mm. missed it in a way.
0: Yeah, we, we have sort of talked about that before. And we like when you go back to find out who was like the most extreme
3: band in the mm. 80s, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, things
0: change. Like, sensibilities uh, move I on. I think,
3: yeah. And I mean, I'm in a position where I probably was in a similar position to the people in the 80s where I listened to this and I'd never heard. Yeah. I heard really extreme, like, you know, Simlot's first album is. Fairly extreme, really, and same with System of the Down. But, like, it is still pretty accessible. This was the first album I heard that was like, it was extreme, not extreme vocals or like extreme ideas or extremely heavy. Mm. It was kind of extreme music. You know what I mean? Like the music was harder to get into somehow. It like it, you know, whereas like Slipknot or sit of Down, you can compare them to like pop and rock music pretty pretty easily. You know, whereas this 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 isn't like rock music. Mm. The songs are much more like yeah. drawn out and like very different composition.
0: Absolutely, yeah,
2: absolutely. It's it's not just rock. Plus one, like maybe sister no. thing is this is this is a whole different kind of beast. This is fish, a different beast. Yeah, yeah. I don't know this is a tangent, so if is this is a tangent, please stop me. But I, I do find the whole like extreme lyrics thing quite interesting. Right, because a while ago, a friend sent me um, a song from like the uh, I think it was like the 1920s or something, and it was like the most the most foul mouthed song in, in 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 history before. Mm. Uh, like 1990 or something it was this lady being like talking about like how i want to
3: fuck like a beast <laughs> no like literally
2: she was like i got something between my legs and make a dead man come like that was a lyric Whoa. and i was like wow <laughs> like they did the whole back by then <laughs> and, like i just find it interesting that like it good. was re- like it was like it was hollywood thing right where they had this like yeah. really kind of loose culture until like yeah. maybe the tw- like 20s or 30s when they kind of got cracked down on and then it took another 50 years before it kind of came out again. In, 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 um, yeah, man. And it's obviously a different theme, you know, versus, you know, kind of like overt, like, sexualization versus, like, this kind of stuff. But I just yeah. find it interesting how this kind there's of, this is kind of cyclical thing. I wonder, in, like, another 10 years' time, we're going to kind of be back in this situation or not. So,
3: Mate, it's true. Like, you know, you take that song, um, what is it, WAP?
2: Yeah, exactly. It was basically, like, an old-time version of that
3: yeah yeah that's like that's pretty explicit like that is mm. kind of extreme i didn't think we'd be talking about this to, in reference to slayer yeah because we're covering that like, next
0: week are not we no,
3: but like you know those lyrics are like shocking people in the mainstream today and you kind of think like yeah this is sort of what slayer were doing at the time mm. whereas like the band <laughs> like cannibal corpse and stuff yeah slayer this is what slayer were doing but about like Cannibal Corpse, like now it's just a bit like, yeah, all right, kind of heard this. <laughs> yeah, but that's to <laughs> us, right?
0: That's to us. Like, I think to the the mythical mainstream that we sometimes refer to, Cannibal yeah. Corpse is still pretty out there.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I, I I do have a a good friend of mine who definitely belongs to the the mythical mainstream. Mm. I, I want to see what she'd make of some of this stuff.
0: So should we talk about the sound of the album? Absolutely. Yeah. So. I think Slayer definitely have just such an instantly recognizable sound. It's in the drums, the guitars, and the vocals. And I think particularly with the drums, they're like, I'm probably going to get the names of these drums wrong. So Josh, correct me. It. But it's like the open hi-hat and the snare sound of Slayer's drums yeah. are yep. really recognisable.
3: There's such a gallop to the drums. Yeah,
0: definitely. It? Yeah. But it's that open hi-hat. Like every time I hear that, yeah. I'm just like, this is Slayer. Like, I don't know why. it just That's like quite mm. a thrashy
2: mm. thing as well. But like the, the open hi-hat, I think. You don't hear it so much indefinitely. They want more, they want like really clinical kind of like control over mm. how the music, how it sounds. Yeah. Like you get a bit of randomness with that because it could mm. like vibrate in a weird way. And
3: it has this oh, kind of raucous feel Mm, yeah. yeah, and it's the the locus yeah, low... is a good word for the
0: salvation.
1: <laughs> it was raucous. It's raucous. raucous. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: but yeah, and we've talked about, you know, the lower vocals and then the occasional, like, ear-splitting scream, which I think is very yeah. early Slayer. <laughs> um, yeah, I love it. And also, I think it's interesting, on reflection, listening to this album again for the first time in quite a while, the sort of gateway into things like Black and Thrash and yeah. sort of a darker flavour of Thrash is very Slayer. I don't think you saw that so much in, like, Metallica or Megadeth.
2: No. no. Yeah, the, the bridge from kind of Thrash to Black Metal, I can't see at all coming from, like, Master of Puppets or the lightning
3: no no that's true but
2: i can see from raining blood or like angel of death or something
3: Mm. yeah yeah absolutely it has like there's a darker feel to it you know the riffs have like an evil sound like like sabbath have like an evil sound definitely we talked about how fresh isn't necessarily like an atmospheric genre but there is somehow an atmosphere of like great threat to this album Mm. Yeah. It sounds a little bit. Sounds a little bit dangerous.
0: Ooh. I think yeah, Slayer definitely are the most. Okay, maybe not the most. I haven't listened to every fresh band, but <laughs> you know, from what I know, <laughs> they do have the most atmosphere out of it.
3: I'd love to in future episodes talk about a band like Testament because I feel like mm. you've got the big four of C, um, Anthrax, Slayer, Metallica, and Megadeth, mm. but. People sometimes talk about like Testament being kind of the fifth member of the big four and how they kind of have a bit of all of those elements. Mm. That's interesting.
0: Mm, well, I look forward to our yeah. Testament
3: episode then.
2: Mm. And
3: they definitely have real atmosphere and they definitely have like real kind of mosh songs. And Chuck Billy is like one of my favorite metal vocalists.
2: No, Testament, Testament are absolutely like a really strong band.
3: Yeah, whereas Testament have a bit more of that kind of virtuoso sort of thing. Mm. I don't feel like you feel like that with Slayer. They're very yeah. fucking good musicians, but there is something slightly more punk and as we say a bit raucous about this album it's... like it's um it kind of it crashes along doesn't it and there's these amazing bits where like uh i think post mortem when everything stops and then it just goes bang like straight back into <laughs> it with an amazing drum fill. like yeah
1: it, it's yeah. savage
0: there's a bit of a feel of like organized chaos to me a lot yeah. but, like the guitar yeah, yeah, tone yeah, yeah. in particular and um i actually back when i was in like a really cool garage band when i was like 16 we learnt uh raining blood and me being uh the bass player it fucking hurt my fingers so much like trying to get (laughs) all the way down my neck but it is literally just like insane to play and you're just Mm. like how is this actually making a song but it sounds great yeah Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's fascinating metal does that as a whole i think where it's just like all these super complicated bits coming together because i was about to say that you know slayer doesn't sound like they don't sound like they've been to like you know music school Mm, it's not like kind yeah. of like a, maybe they have been. I don't know, but like, I don't think that's a criticism either, because I think the level of songwriting ability and technical level, and, and playing the actual instruments to yep. put together an album like Rain and Blood is is really, really high.
3: This one, so this album was produced by uh, Rick Rubens, who's gone on to well, he's just been a massively influential figure in the metal scene. Oversaw like the writing of so much like System for Down. You'd recognize him if you saw him, you know. Yeah, and for he's, sure. He's been involved with a lot of it, and he said actually about the creation of this album, that they wanted to kind of strip back the reverb sound, strip back the idea that you're hearing this as a distance. They wanted to make something really, make it so immediate that like, it wasn't, you're not hearing the drums, the drums are hitting you in the face. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
0: often highly underappreciated role
2: the producer yeah absolutely i i think it really shines through in this album as well because the riffs are really like the riffs really sing over the kind of raucous backdrop yeah yeah, i think that's a really hard thing to do and i think it also it really it really cements the thrash style for me because thrash is a really riffy genre in in a way that um you know maybe metalcore and and more more kind of offshoots of it aren't so much and and the the big riffs in this album the riff in raining blood for example just Ugh. like really strong. And I think also the way the riffs it's gonna be one of the best, right? play with the tempo. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. But the way the riffs and the tempo integrate together, I think is really unique as well. Mm. And yeah. it just, I think that is, is is probably what made this album so influential later on down
0: the line. Mm. So, Tom, I think this album's been pretty influential on you. What would you say your favorite tracks from this one? So,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I tried to narrow it down and I wrote down Angel of Death, Ultra of Sacrifice, Raining Blood. But that list wouldn't be complete without. Necrophobic, Postmortem, Piece by Piece and Jesus Saves Uh Which at this point is more than (laughs) half of the album Mm. (laughs) But I think if I really had to pick one Like Gun to My Head I'd say Angel of Death I thought that was a track name
0: (laughs) Gun to My Head
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'd say Angel of Death is probably One of my all-time favourite metal songs Mm. On this album, closely followed by Out of Sacrifice But I mean, you can't really go wrong with this
2: Mm. How about you, Josh? Yeah, for me it was um, Redding Blood Obviously. And then also yeah. I really like yeah. necrophobic. I thought like the tempo in mm. that was really cool, how it got faster and slower and stuff. I really liked it. Mm. They do. It's almost like a... Almost a maffy, isn't it? The way they chop up the tempo in this. I mean, me enjoying a math rock song is not that surprising, so I guess that explains it.
3: <laughs> <that. laughs> I was just... They, you know, you listen to the drums and, like, the kind of stopping, starting, changing direction, like, the tempo changes. Yeah. It did, it did make me think, oh, I feel like Josh would get something out of this. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you were right. <laughs> yeah. How about
0: you, Ben? Yeah, for me, it's obviously Raining Blood. Like, it's one of the greatest songs of all time, definitely. It's up there with yeah. Painkiller, but I still think Painkiller Ooh. is be really better. Um... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, Angel of Death's amazing I really like Piece by Piece as well But um, yeah. the opening line Modulistic terror What is modulistic terror? What is it?
2: Terror that can be broken down to
3: pieces Piece, by piece. <laughs> Bones blood on the ground rotten like dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I think I know like, all the words to this whole album
0: <laughs> it's, it's a damn good album, obviously People don't need us to say yeah. that <laughs> No,
2: they already
3: they
0: know it, don't
2: I they. mean,
3: I think it's like we're, we're struggling to explain it Because it's just like It's fucking self-evident yeah, this is brilliant. <laughs> if, if, if you
2: listen to this and you, and, you, and you aren't sure about Slayer and you don't listen to the four, just ignore us. Stop listening to us making us fools of ourselves. Go on Spotify or on YouTube or iTunes whatever you use. Listen to this album because that, yeah, that'll do a better absolutely. job and it's only
0: half an hour long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. It it's a lot shorter than I remember.
3: Yeah, you get a lot of bang for your buck, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Are you
0: paying by the minute?
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's why I said the grind call. <laughs>
0: Which you often don't pay for. So,
3: <laughs> speaking of grindcore, it will be no surprise to anyone that my choice this week is something much more crossover, almost a little bit grindy. We're talking about Toxic Holocaust: Chemistry of Consciousness. <laughs> holocaust are an american thrash metal project influenced by hardcore and proto death metal bands of the 80s like discharge and venom originating in the 90s this was largely a one-man project but has since expanded into a live band as well it has that singular vision that you get from solo artists there's a really consistent style throughout we're talking fast fuzzy guitars distorted vocals galloping drums with strong themes of nuclear war politics, as well as songs about eating rats and living in post-apocalyptic wastelands. Chemistry of Consciousness is Toxic Holocaust's seventh full-length album, released in 2013. Wow. So this is very much my vibe. Crossover thrash is kind of like a meeting of punk and thrash metal. That's something that appeals to me a lot. A lot of bands that I like sort of in that zone. Rash Decision, you could call like kind of a crossover band. A band like filth as well similar vibe at the same time toxic Holocaust isn't a band of listened to a huge amount it's being one that I've been keen to get into for a while I knew the hits but not much else I really enjoyed this album and I'm interested to know what did you guys think of it I'll start with you Ben oh
0: thank you <laughs> overall really enjoyed it really good listen mm. really easy to put on and let play it's got a really solid sound like yeah. the, the effects on the guitars and the vocals go together really well it's got a really tight sound but it's almost straining yeah. to devolve into just pure insanity like at any moment yeah um, similar thing <laughs> it just, feels
3: pretty manic doesn't it
0: absolutely yeah and similar thing to what we said about Rotting Christ I feel like the vocals yeah. have a sort of spitting lava kind of quality to them like a yeah, yeah, almost yeah. just very raw very dark quite almost low fi but mm. not lo-fi, and definitely not unintelligible.
3: Yeah, I was like, when I was trying to put into words what I thought about this band, lo-fi was a word that came up a few times, but I just didn't quite think it fits, because it's like, it's really well produced, mm. you know? There's a mm. lot of
0: fuzz on the guitars, and... It's
3: distorted, yeah. like, through and through.
0: Mm. What did you think, Josh?
2: I... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I really like parts of it. I thought some of it was really cool I really enjoyed it so my favorite bit was when like the fuzz turned all the way up and it kind of overtook the guitar's a bit it almost sounded like electronic music mm. that, oh yeah I thought that was really cool I thought it was really mm. unique I thought it was really interesting sound I really liked that mm.
3: but which song was that in
2: uh particularly in out of the fire like when you kind of the guitars get all the way up and it's kind of like the, they just get overtake most fuzz right yeah yeah That yeah. sounded really cool and I, I like I really would have enjoyed it if that happened more mm. Mm. I think that would have in a really unique kind
3: of sound mm. it almost plays around with like the DNA of the music itself something I like about that is like, it references the fact that the music itself is recorded yeah and it always spills over into like touching the recording mm. it's
2: kind of playing with the fact that in L. Metal like the guitar tone is artificial right it's all generated by a machine basically and it, you know yeah. even as an analogue machine it's still a machine it's all like vacuum tubes and stuff and I think that's really cool and I think it sounds really good mm. but 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 Even though I really like that sound and I liked the riffs Mm. and it was really fast. It just, it was a little bit too one note for me. Like, Mm. I really Mm. feel like Mm. I could have got the same amount of enjoyment out of this album if I'd listened to like Out of the Fire and Chemistry of Consciousness (laughs) and
3: that's it. See, uh, I'm not going to object too much to that because... I know what you mean. It's like, this is kind of, it's a consistent sound. It's pretty one note in a lot of ways, you know. Like, they they do different things with each song. And definitely, if you listen to it a lot, Mm. which I haven't necessarily. I mean, I've listened to it a few, several times now. And there's songs that jumped out at me, definitely. But it's it's so consistent in terms of its sound that like there is a bit of a blurring effect. Now, whether that's a bad thing or not is yeah. another matter because to be perfectly honest, like I am fine with that.
0: Yeah, I dunno. I I feel like I'm gonna disagree with you both, because when I first listened to it, I thought the same thing but the more i've listened to it the more i've noticed Mm. how much variation there is between the tracks so there's at least something unique in every song well so you start with like awaken the serpent which is very very ferocious through and through but then moving on to like rat eater i almost felt there was a bit of like a a black metal vibe to it like it starts quite slow and it's it gets quite impactful with that and then salvation Mm. is waiting is a really rhythm driven song but then moving to like acid fuzz it's very lead heavy so it, it, they all sound very similar like I'll give, I'll give you that definitely
3: that, that's, that's I suppose that's what I mean more is the sound is very consistent throughout like it, however they've mastered it that's yeah. very continuous it's not like there's you know they haven't got a ballad on it. true
0: and I'm glad they didn't
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I would love to hear them writing a ballad about this about some rat they found in a nuclear the, the songs are <laughs> like two to
0: three minutes each which I think is really good and I yeah. wouldn't have expected them to make longer tracks yeah. it yeah, suits yeah. the style of music and yeah if mm. if they had taken for example Awaken and The Serpent and made it into a four and a half minute song well I would have been bored by the end of it or, or at least I would have been like yeah, yeah okay do something different
1: yeah so yeah, yeah, like absolutely. for me
2: I, I don't think the song should have been longer I, I just I don't know I just I feel like they they were a bit too similar for me, and I know mm. you mean like they do change mm. things up. I'm not saying they're all identical, but like I feel like yeah. it's a bit like if you go have dinner one night you have bang as a mash, and the next night you mm. have like sausage roll and roast roast potatoes. It's Delicious. like you know, I mean those are both good <laughs> meals, but like they're not <laughs> yeah. really that different, you know. It's
3: the same. In- you're right. It's the same ingredients yeah. for. It, oh,
2: I'm be too negative. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want to be mean this album because it's, no, it's you're really not, cool. Don't,
0: don't worry. You're really but... not. Like, after after the um Trivium and Devin Townsend rants, you've the got thing to is worry
2: about. it just didn't yeah. do it for me like. Like I think I think it's just it's just yeah. it wasn't for me. Like I think maybe if I'd spent nice. more time with it. Now, I th- I think definitely with Thrashed it's one of those genres where if you really know it, you hear the sort of differences more.
3: Yeah, and it's um I think um it's definitely an album where I was like, Okay, first listen, kind of sounds sort of all the same. That's all right. I'm very used to that happening the first time I listen to an <laughs> album. Listen to you, know, you listen to it again, it's sort of, it starts to distinguish mm. itself more and more. Now I can tell the songs apart and now I can really sort of say, I like this song a lot. I'm looking forward to this bit in that song, that sort of thing. But I think um, what this album does, it does exactly what it says on the tin in terms of like, you wanted a really fast, fresh metal album, you got mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Like this is, if you want to turn around and find something that's just consistently like fast and heavy and like, sharp as a razor like this is it and I can I can absolutely put this on not get bored at all because it's constantly keeps my interest up so like I take your mm. point Josh but at the same time it's not a problem for me I, I do feel though
2: <laughs> like I think the interesting thing is, is this podcast is we we sit down and we listen to an album like a couple times through and we we, we write notes on it and we try yeah. to you know have interesting things to say figure out what we yeah we're exactly doing. <laughs> we have to actually have some coherent it's, thoughts yeah. mm-hmm. but I feel like mm. when I listen to music normally I like put it on a track and I Eight seconds in i'm like boring skip you know yeah uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> i True. feel like if, and we're trying not to do that
3: right yeah <laughs> i
2: just i just i know if i did yeah. that with this album i would just skip quite a lot of it because i'd kind of be like interesting yeah, yeah. i like if i start with like you know out of the fire i'd be like yes cool and then it'd be like well yeah kind of more of the same yeah, yeah.
0: yeah and, it, and and like even though i said that i think there is a lot of variation in there the sort of four or five tracks that I named were my absolute favourites and are the ones that I recognise. But, I mean, there's, what, 12 mm, tracks mm. in this album-ish? And, yeah. yeah, I mean, a lot of them, I didn't even write anything down because I was just like, okay, it's another track.
3: Yeah, and I mean, there's, um, there, there's an aspect with fast music in particular, whether that's fresh metal, whether that's grindcore, whether that's, you know, various forms of death metal. There's something about it where it's, like, quantity over quality. Mm. Just, like, get a good sound, write a shitload of good stuff. And it's, like, the the good stuff... Trusting in the idea that everyone's favourite songs will jump out of them, the hits will jump out of them. Mm. And this idea that, like, there's plenty to look into in any given fast band's back catalogue, and it'll all be fun, it'll all be about the same quality, but, like, it's not that experimental.
2: Yeah. That's fair. I definitely like, I, I do feel interestingly like the other week we talked about Project Mishram who I feel are the exact opposite of that. Um,
3: they
0: might be the exact yeah. polar opposite of this band. <laughs> totally. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. No consistency. <laughs> <laughs> and and like we said with that album, you know, things work, things don't work. And then you have the really standout tracks and then the ones you don't, you don't want to listen to anymore. Whereas this album, you can put it on, play it all the way through and enjoy it. Absolutely. I, I could listen to any yeah.
3: song on this album, but
0: nothing in particular really jumped out at me or grabbed me.
3: Mm. No, that's interesting. Like this is much more my vibe than Project Mishram but I feel like I'm going to remember Project Mishrem for longer. Yeah. At the same time, though, I feel like this could easily end up being a really solid, like, favourite band for me. Not in, like, a favourite, favourite, oh, I love them and it's part of my identity sort of thing. But, like, I like their sound so much that I'm pretty confident, yeah, I'm going to keep listening to Toxic Holocaust, I'm going to go and see them when they play, I'm probably going to buy a T-shirt, and I'm probably going to listen to all their albums, because this is my vibe. Mm. But, you know, I wouldn't turn around to someone and be like, if you want to see what metal can do... Listen to this, you know, there's other bands I go to for that.
0: It's a difficult one because they or or, so Joel Grind, the guy who sort of heads up this project, he's done something really good. He's done it really well, but maybe hasn't broken entirely new ground. It's definitely created a very good sound so Absolutely, it's kind of hard yeah. to criticise that I
3: think and incidentally it sounds it sounds a lot like two of my favourite sort of bands that are much more on the grind kind of spectrum of things one of them is Necrofilth who we definitely will be covering Ooh. pretty close future the not too distant future it also sounds a lot like um, a band Slund where they have where he, it's, which is also a one man project very fast thrashy grindy very distorted vocals similar topics to some mm. extent which I hope to cover mm-hmm. in the future uh, you know so it's 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 very much in my in my area so would
0: you say this is the uh chemistry of your consciousness tom
3: it's getting there yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is yeah this fresh band has uh, has the dna of a lot of music that i like i know what you mean this is a hard one to sum up because on the one hand fucking love it brilliant really like it could listen to it over and over again and not get bored on the other hand it's it kind of just is what it is um,
0: (laughs) i wonder if we should listen to more of their albums or i think that's probably the white tracks there might might be a little variation in there that just makes it just hit the spot
3: so it sounds like we all had our opinions about this album it sounds like we kind of all share a similar opinion in a way but i suppose what i'm more interested in is what songs really did jump out for you what was memorable
0: my favorite tracks from the album were awaken the serpent because i think that was the best example of this album and it's just ferocious from start to finish it's Exactly mm. the sound of this album, I think, is summed up in Awaken the Serpent. Um, really good track.
3: And it does something that Frush does really well mm. of this, like, as I said, it's, it's warlike music. It sounds like pure devotion to an idea mm. in a way that a lot of other genres don't. It's so much energy given towards one purpose. Yeah,
0: it, it's not the sort of thing I usually listen to. And funnily enough, the track that is actually my favourite from the album is the one that's probably closest to the stuff I normally listen to, which is Rat Eater.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: it, I feel like it had like a bit of a black and fresh kind of yeah. detour in there. Yeah. And I just, I love just the lyrics, just rat eater. <laughs> I love it.
3: I love the lyrics on this song. Feeding our fear with the meat of a rat, <laughs> trapped in a cave you've been given, living a life on your knees, mentally rotting your prison. A sentence like a disease, rat eater. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I like
3: I like Brilliant. that song a lot. What about you, Josh? Anything get you? Yeah, for me. So, I, as I said before, I've talked
2: about that song a lot. I really like Out of the Fire. I also really like Deny the Truth. You know, I, I think yeah, I was really yeah. a bit harsh earlier. Like, there were definitely bits I really enjoyed, and it was mm. overall had a really cool, like, fast sound. It just, yeah. as a whole, wasn't super in my thing. I think we've
0: had this a couple of times where an album is good. And mm-hmm. you like some tracks from it, but then it's hard to evaluate, and then we end up being really harsh on it because we're like,
1: yeah. I couldn't yeah, put this into words." No, absolutely.
0: <laughs> I think I think I, I think you're totally right.
2: I think I think that's maybe um, we should we should try and find a way to be nicer. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, like it's alright to be like sort of critical and mm. stuff, right? So let me just preface this with saying my favorite songs, "Rat Eater." I absolutely loved. I just I love the imagery there. It's very much like reminds me of the comics that I used to draw, of urban comics. Nice plug. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. Acid Fuzz is great. It's got a really good animated video, and then I Serve sums up, as I was saying, that kind of warlike, devoted feel of Fresh, which I absolutely love. Mm. You know, it's all good. Yeah, like it's a great album. It's start to finish, you it's so enjoyable. It's a little bit hard to kind of analyze it beyond saying, like, yeah, that was fucking good fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, if you hold it up against that criteria, how fun is this album? The answer is very. very yeah, fair enough. Very fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Very good. Very fucking fresh.
0: And then a call back to last week's discussion I've been working out to this album and it's good for that nice yeah.
3: certainly is yeah actually that's true listening to the music this week coincided with me going cycling for 30 minutes a day as soon as I get up in the morning and that is uh, that's that's a good combination I gotta say fresh I fresh metal and early morning cycling
2: love it through this podcast in general I have found a lot of really good workout music like when I fresh
3: <laughs> Josh is like got the body of a god <laughs>
2: <now>. <laughs> no it's the thing you, you, you can run a 10k and still and still be quite pudgy that's the <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't understand that How does that work? Well,
2: without getting bogged down too much Running a 10k only burns about 600-700 calories Depending on much you weigh mm-hmm. Which is like a large sandwich <laughs>
1: <Interesting>. <laughs>
2: Anyway, up next We're changing our pace quite a lot Moving away from the world of war And eating rats To a much more high concept thing With cool. Terminal Redux By Vector vector are a progressive thrash band from arizona united states so they've also been listed as from philadelphia depending on what era they're from oh. uh they've moved around a bit so i think it makes sense uh they've been around since since 2002 and terminal redux is their third studio album released in 2016 vector's saying about sci-fi related topics and terminal redux is itself a concept album about a space explorer who discovers the secret to immortality and Ooh. there's a whole bunch of like Politics and space government regime stuff going on at the same time. It's very cool. Very up my street. There have been a number of lineup changes throughout the band's history as well, which I'm not very well educated about, but um, culminated in 2016, all but one member of the band leaving. Though they have apparently now reconvened and are going to release some new music. And I think Uh, something came out in 2020. I like a happy ending. Hmm, exactly. So it all ends well. This album was really interesting for me because I hadn't really listened to that much thrash of this type before, and I never really thought about like a thrash concert right. album before. Mm. And it was cool. I enjoyed it. I like sci-fi. I like I like concert albums. I think I think this was this was really good. There were lots of cool bits. There were, there were choirs, which I didn't expect. It was it, the riffs were really yeah, good. There yeah, were yeah, yeah. sad, soft bits, kind of ballady, like like Tom was saying earlier. Yeah, but it worked well. It Didn't feel like selling out. It felt like it really fit the storyline of the mm. album. And when you mm, read the lyrics, mm. you get you get a good sense for quite dramatic events occurring in the story, particularly in the in the final in the final song. Yeah, I thought this was really cool. So, what did you guys think, Tom? What do you think?
3: So, a couple of friends of mine were super into Vector a few years ago. And I sort of had heard the name a lot and I'd seen like them wearing the T-shirts and stuff. And so, you know, i had gone in the past and kind of checked them out. And I kind of thought, yeah, it's all right. It's kind of cool. Like, sort of whatever, you know? And so I was pretty psyched when you had the idea to, like, do this album. Because I I always kind of wanted to, like, get into them a little bit more and really kind of spend some time listening to them and stuff. So I was, like, you know, really looking forward to it. And I, I had a listen and I was a bit like, yeah, okay, this is, like, you know... It's it's noodly, it's high paced noodly.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's um... fast noodle.
3: <laughs> it's 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 warp speed noodly, mm. <laughs> indeed. And um, you know the vocals are like a little bit thin. Kind of reminded me of like Danny Filth mm. in like uh, the most recent Cradle of Filth. It's dropped out a lot of the kind of bass and like power of it. And I just kind of thought like, all right, yeah, yeah, very good. You know, technical kind of whatever. Like now, to my surprise, on second lesson, I started to go, hey, hang on a minute, I actually quite like this it's it's kind of cool I you know the vocals don't bother me so much anymore I feel like they kind of work they sort of blend into the music a little bit like you know they're not it's not vocal led by any means it's also not like lead led and I was sort of surprised by how good the drumming was as well because the drumming is not the kind of drumming I normally Go for which is like pounding and very kind of obvious. Like, I listen to metal that's very drum heavy, you know, the drum, like, you know, Behemoth. Like, you can't have Behemoth without a fucking insane drummer right up there in the Mm. mix. I'm at the point now with this album where I actually fucking love it. I think it's like really good, but I'm not sure how I got here. (laughs) And I don't know what it was that made me kind of go, This is not just good, this is great. I found myself with this episode going back and like listening to. Listen to Slayer, which I know super well. Listen to Toxic Holocaust, which is very much my vibe. More than either of those bands, I found myself putting Vector songs on and just being like, damn, this is good. Wow. Damn, this is good. I didn't expect you to like it that much. Yeah, this is kind of a surprise
2: for me. Mm. I mean... Same. It's interesting because I know you said you want to listen to them more, the reason I actually picked this was because I was struggling for uh for an album and uh Tom, you said, Oh Josh, you might like Vector and I said, Fuck it, let's do Vector. So it was really a, a happy accident, I guess, because this was really cool and Yuri liked it, so we both mm. we both gained from this. Yeah. So um Ben, we haven't heard from you. What what do you think?
0: Um I was surprised by the album, to say the least. When you called it Progressive Fresh, that kind of crystallized it in my mind a little bit because it definitely breaks a lot of the rules of Fresh, as far as mm-hmm. i understand them which i think are quite well established for sure. first of all obviously the songs are long they're like <laughs> yeah six yeah. seven nine minutes um which is really unusual for Fresh. one is but,
2: 13 minutes yeah it's a long album it's an hour and 15 which minutes, which was
0: longer than both the other albums we've covered this week combined <laughs> right together yeah <laughs> combined <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but that's not a criticism Because I didn't find the songs were too long And I didn't find they dragged or anything like that no, And not. I had a similar experience between all three albums this week Which is that mm. it kind of just flowed from start to finish
3: Because it's fast, mm. man Because it's fast, you know you've got It's easy to have patience with fast music Because it's like, you feel like you're getting somewhere all the time <laughs>
0: Yeah, there was definitely a lot of variation But in like,
3: it. I lose patience with doom all the time Because <laughs> I'm just like, come on, where's the, fuck, where's yeah, the good bit? Yeah, you're really short like, of yeah.
0: patience though <laughs> yeah there's definitely a lot going on in the tracks there's a lot of variation from start to finish in like each seven minute song so yeah they they don't they do not overstay their welcome or anything like that and i did just Mm, kind of mm. even though it's fast i found i did kind of a for a sci-fi album space out a little bit and just kind of let Mm, it play and yeah yeah, i I really enjoyed it i never skipped a track i listened through it quite a few times this week and yeah i I liked it a lot
3: it's like on this on the length of the songs this is something that like could put me off like there's not that much music where i like long long mm. songs i suppose you know black metal is probably the only genre I listen to where there's like long songs. I'm so into the sound of black metal that I can kind of do with that. You know? This was like, they didn't overstay their welcome because they're epic as fuck because there's, they do all sorts of things in every song because you just don't know kind of what, what new riff is coming next. What kind of like, there were bits where like the lyrics are punctuated by really fast, like blast beats, you know? So every other like word is like, you know, I wasn't expecting anything like that. And it's like, do you ever have this thing where you don't want to watch a film because you've seen the, the film poster and you heard the film name and you're like, that doesn't seem like a vibe. And then you watch it and you remember, oh, of course, there's like characters and settings and like situations in this film. And actually, it's a fucking story. And like, yeah, of course it's going to be good. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Where like you have a hesitation for something because you can't imagine it like actually breaking down into things that you like. Mm.
0: Okay, yeah. I, see I had what you that mean, with yeah. this
3: album, yeah. And then when I listened to it, I was like, oh, yeah. It's a fucking fresh metal yeah. album, and uh, I love fresh metal. Like, obviously, there's gonna be drum fills and like really fast pace, and it's gonna have really epic moments. Like, why yeah, didn't I think I, of that?
0: I, I do think the only criticism I'd have of being long tracks, and it's not even really a criticism of it's definitely not a criticism of the music. Sometimes it was a little bit hard for me to refine a part that I really liked, and maybe if it yeah. was two, three and a half minute tracks, that'd be mm. easier. But obviously, they're telling like a coherent story. So it kind of makes sense for them to be that long. So, mm. you know, mm. it's minor criticism.
2: Yeah, no, that's fair. It is hard concept concept albums, I think. Because, like you say, like you, you can't cut that much out of a chapter. Because... No. Then you're going to lose yeah. the narrative. Yeah, exactly. I think they. Which is fine. I think yeah. you do pace this album pretty well. I think having, like, Mountains of the Song, like, as a. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then Collapse as well. Collapse, is, yeah, Ooh, right yeah. before the big yeah. long ending. I think those are two really good bits. They mm. break it up nicely. Mm. I, like, I don't think I listened to this all the way through all the time. I think I'd pick my favorites and just put them in the playlist, to be honest. But yeah. it was really cool. That's the benefit of Fresh, yeah, exactly. though, isn't it? It's like you can select. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and you know, you don't need, like, yes. you know, need the whole context. You can just <laughs> kind of. Rock out yeah. to like Ultimate Officer or something. I can't wait until we're yeah.
0: finally allowed to have a oh, house yeah. party again and then Josh goes to put on a fresh song and it ends up being nine minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Collapse, which is
2: half of it is, is really sad, melodic, slow <laughs> ballad singing. And it's got clean it's like, Trust me, in,
0: trust me, yeah. I'm putting on a fresh song.
3: <laughs> this is a trash song, you can't skip it. Oh, it's only nine minutes long, don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, in, in terms of the concept of stuff, like um, the song up I think this? so. Teropticon, yeah. The song Teropticon, that was kind of for me where the album started to dig in a bit and I was like, all right, I'm getting the vibe now. I'm sort of feeling the story. I'm like in the zone. And it started to become like um, almost like an escapist kind of yeah. feel where like I would put this on because you're kind of launched into this other world. Like I'm always very influenced by album covers, you know. It's just yeah, like, the yeah, album covers um, really cool. I felt like I was on a spaceship going through a fucking portal in space. That's, you know,
2: that's yeah. cool. I, like I, that. I do definitely feel like the end of the album from kind of Pillars of Sand, album, which is just after, uh, two songs, sorry, after um, Teropticon. Those three songs, Pillars of Sand, Collapse, and Recharging the Void, just yeah, that's, that, like, <laughs> 25 minutes of music. Which is <laughs> <was> just, <laughs> just a lot. Like, if, if he took that out and <laughs> had it as his own album, that was standalone as his own album, I feel. Like, it was just really yeah, good. Yeah, man. Through that bit. Definitely. And, like, that isn't to, like, Absolutely, talk yeah. down the rest of the album, but just, like, that end... With, like, claps where it's got that kind of sad opening and then the big triumphant but yet kind of mournful Mm. riff. And Mm. then the, like, choir and recharging the void. Like, oh, all of it just works so well.
0: Yeah. I did struggle a little bit with it being a concept album and telling this really overarching story. And hear me out on this. I feel like the vocalist was singing in in the sort of voice as an instrument kind of way that we've said before and I couldn't really understand a lot of the lyrics but then listening to the music and reading the lyrics I really liked it and I wouldn't I I never want to suggest a change to any of the music that we listen to because it's it's what it is you know yeah but 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 I'm gonna so I wonder if (laughs) I wonder if with slightly cleaner vocals maybe this would have been like where I am right now is this was like an 8 out of 10 but maybe with cleaner vocals where i could really really get into the storyline cuz the lyrics are amazing. Imagine this
3: with like Tom O'Reilly's vocals where you can hear everything.
0: Yeah, and, and if i could understand the storyline, i think i would have really really got into this. Yeah. Reading the lyrics while listening to music, i liked it a hell of a lot more. Yeah, mm. it, it's just mm. something that i was kind of thinking as i understood the storyline more, i was like, oh damn, i really wish i got more of this from the actual music. The music definitely yeah. suits the storyline. I don't it's not really a criticism. Because I liked the music and I liked the storyline, I just don't know if they mashed that well together.
3: And it is what it is in terms of like you know you know if you listen to a metal album, you're probably going to have to look up the lyrics a lot of times because yeah. the voice is like <laughs> the voice is like an instrument, it's kind of hiding the meaning. Yeah. Like Adel and on have lyrics, they don't publish what? them because it's like you shouldn't you shouldn't need yeah. to know. <laughs> it's like I know I agree with that, but like you know
0: yeah, so like the comparison to Aaron Afrak, I think maybe you don't need to know the lyrics in Out on I still would like to personally, yeah, but maybe you don't need maybe you need it less because their music is like violence distilled into music. Whereas this is like, yeah, a, 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 this <laughs> yeah it's pure is, hell. This hell. <laughs> it, it probably is. Um, whereas this yeah. is a sci-fi story. So I feel like yeah. maybe that, you, I would have the liked to them yeah, more yeah, yeah, it's, yeah,
2: yeah. it's not just like the bleak sound, like an yeah. or it's a black metal or something
0: of yeah, this you just getting abused by music.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. God, I love oh, yeah, it, it's not so much about, even though it's atmospheric, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not so much about the atmosphere, it's much more about the actual narrative,
0: isn't it? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um,
2: speaking of the atmosphere, I really, like, it did feel a bit like there was, like, a tiny missed opportunity there in terms of, like, if you added in some, like, other instruments. Like, I don't know what, but, like, mm. I got kind of, like, a Dune vibe from this, you know? Mm. I like, got the immortality. so
3: get some, like, simp in there. Not even yeah. synth, but I am
2: thinking, like, you know, like, so Dune's got this, like, kind of, like, um, for lack of a better term, this kind of, like, spacey, like, Middle Eastern kind of, kind of feel to it like yeah maybe something like that in there yeah yeah know?
3: yeah like, i've read half of dune <laughs>
2: <laughs> well i've read all of dune so yeah like just <laughs> like that in there um like i feel like it if that was included it would like ascend to greatness but that's very much my own
0: it's on the cusp isn't it yeah, yeah and it's it, very much sure. like
3: riding that i know what you mean edge i would I, i'm very interested to see what these guys do next i, yeah. I think there might be an album after this one uh, right? there's i think there's one in the but works like, I,
2: and there's a split at the moment that's out i think so, interestingly enough, even though they've had these troubles with the um, lineup and things, and they've kind of come back together now, they have just released a split with uh, Cryptosis. Oh, in right. February oh, right, this year, okay. actually, yeah. And I haven't. I've shamefully haven't listened to it, so maybe our homework after this episode.
1: (laughs) Mm.
3: Yeah, I I had listened through their new stuff, but like not enough to kind of form an opinion of it. This is definitely, this is a weird band for me in terms of like, I sort of knew what they were and I was like, okay, I'm probably going to enjoy this. Listened to it the first time and thought, you know, I'm probably not going to enjoy this actually. I'm like, this is too long and it's just going to annoy me. And then I ended up really liking it. And now I'm like, I have the patience, I think, with this band to go and listen to everything they've done because they're so good. But I would be interested to see where they are in two albums' time yeah i yeah, know what you mean yeah. i think their sound in some sense still feels a little unrefined
0: i wonder if that, that they're at that early point where they've obviously got this incredible vision but maybe they haven't got mm. the honestly like it comes down to it sometimes the resources you know yeah the...
3: yeah literally yeah 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 I, I wonder also just like the fucking recording resources yeah. sometimes yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: there's been a couple of lineup changes i wonder if that affects it as well because if you have like a band who's like super solid over time they kind of you know you build up your expertise and you get better and better and better but if you're putting in new members all the time, I imagine it's more difficult to kind of do that. Yeah, so, essentially. Yeah, like, no, that's true. I, I just, that I, true. I really hope that if they stay consistent now, like they could really smash some new music out, and it'd be really, really, really fucking oh, good. Yeah. Like I, I really want to emphasize, this is an amazing album. It would actually be really yeah, cool to see very very this good. album it's just very played very start
0: good. to finish live. Like I,
2: I yeah,
3: I, I, oh, I'd very much man. enjoy that. Like when the Behemoth played the whole of the Satanas at Bloodstock, and and you didn't, and you didn't go, Ben. Cut that. Con- consider, <laughs> consider this album, but also with an orchestra. Ooh, I could yeah. see that. I definitely could see that. And yeah, the yeah, What are your favourite songs, Tom? Yeah, so, Teropticon, fucking brilliant. I love that song. Like, just, that was the song that really kind of got me into the vibe of the album. Pillars of Sand, I've come back to over and over again, and I don't really know why. I Mm. feel like, is this the kind of music I like? (laughs) Maybe? I guess it is, because I really, like, enjoyed listening to that song over and over again. That was Mm. fucking cool. How about you, Ben?
0: Uh, For me, I would say... Actually, LCD, Liquid Crystal Disease, was probably my favorite tracks. And I really like. (laughs) Yeah, all the lyrics to this album are amazing, but I just really liked this one for some reason. It's on Epsilon, 14 billion strong. Cygnus has always struggled for control. They told me it could not be done. Lies! All they need is technogenic disease. We supply for free. (laughs) Lies! Oh,
3: that's so
0: good! It's really good. I love the like. It's like grim dark fantasy.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like got that, 40k metal, isn't it? Yeah, it really it's has It's so much like Blade Runner kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I really liked yeah, that in,
0: in Liquid Crystal Disease. But my second favourite track is um, Collapse, which was a oh. really close second, because I really liked the the variation they showed in the track, with like some of the cleaner bits and um, lighter elements throughout the track. So yeah, I'd say those two are definitely my favourites. So Josh, awesome. are you going to be able to pick a favourite track from this? I am, actually. So for me, Collapse
2: was the best. Ooh. <laughs> I really liked it. I don't think it's that much of a surprise that I liked the least metal track on the metal album (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) I did also really like Recharging the Void I thought that was a great ending Mm, that was a great track as well it was long but it really it was worth
3: worth the whole thing Mm. really cool well we've named 6 out of 10 tracks there so that's pretty good going
0: yeah, I ended up liking this a lot more than I initially did. I I think if you had yes, maybe listened to it once, God. I probably would have just brushed it off. But again, maybe that's the benefit of the format here. You know, we have to listen to it, we get into it, and then we uncover things yeah. about it that we really like.
3: Honestly, that's what I really love about approaching it in this way because like this is an album that I would have listened through and been like all right, fine. But like, listened to it a few times. Uh, now I'm like, yeah, I'm going to see Vector as soon as I have got the that uh, technogenic brainworm. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got the Toxic Holocaust, the uh, radiated nuclear brainworm. Oh, so many brainworms. <laughs> Too many. Yeah, great album, Josh. Good choice. Glad I recommended it to you. Well, thank you for the recommendation.
0: Yeah, good choice, Tom slash Josh. Hey. <laughs> No, this was, as soon as I heard this, this, you definitely could have picked this album, Josh. This is so your thing. Yeah, this is so you.
2: I initially tried to pick a technical death metal album, but
0: then
2: you said, no, it's not thrash, so.
3: I was like, it's going to be bona fide thrash. Okay,
2: right. right. I don't want to get into this.
3: We can't have any death this wasn't uh, Crossover thrash is still thrash. I think crossover
2: thrash is, is thrash, but death thrash, which is all, which is not thr- what, what? That, that doesn't make any sense.
3: No, i tell you why, because death metal is a genre in its own right, thrash metal is a genre in its own right. A fusion of the two is not thrash metal. Crossover thrash is specifically a type what of What is crossover th- Even though What in- is
2: crossover, thrash, crossover thrash, crossing thrash crossing over with? Talk. Crossover thrash is Crossed over with.
3: That includes elements. What's- of hardcore uh, so, right whereas death thrash is a 50 50 split of two genres so what
2: you're saying is crossover thrash is a split between hardcore and thrash
3: yes but it's an uneven split it's basically thrash metal with elements of hardcore so, right whereas death rash is a mix it could be death metal it could be thrash metal it's oh a 50 50 split this might so be the end of the podcast so, <laughs> what, that, so if i'm 51 percent thrash <laughs> and 49 percent death
2: metal that's a thrash band like what what
3: now, see, if you're a grindcore band and, you know, okay, so power violence, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. Is a split of... Okay, is a every sp- good point starts is a split with between power violence.
2: <laughs> okay, Tell me about power
3: violence. Now, power violence is too much. It's too much. That's... We <laughs> okay. can all agree on that. Yeah. Um, Should we just... Can we move on?
0: <laughs> black is dumb,
3: okay? <laughs> black Thrash is not black metal. Black Thrash is Black Thrash. You know what I mean? It's a mixture of black and thrash, but symphonic black metal, that's its own thing. You know, I'm, I'm leaning towards... Yeah, thrash, but, but symphonic oh.
2: thrash well, is, is, isn't half... Is, is, isn't, you know, half thrash. No, that's
3: the point, that's the point. Death thrash is half and half. Crossover is not. Crossover is still but You can very
2: easily have a crossover thrash band, like, you know, Municipal Waste, or, like, something like that, which is...
3: But Municipal Waste are... they can only be considered thrash, even though they have hardcore in them, so they can't be considered hardcore. Whereas a death trash could be considered death metal or fresh metal.
0: Shall I go make a drink, and if you guys are still going when I get back, then <laughs> but, but, can we just but, call it
3: like a a, a death trash bang? If you can't if you can't claim that it's one genre or another, it's it's a fusion, right? But crossover is
0: we're saying the same fresh. things over and over. Can we please drop this? <laughs> you were happy with the album choice, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>
3: oh. Fuck it You throw a beer at. There's <laughs> yeah, just more beer in that cabin. I realise.
0: No, oh, well, whatever. <laughs> so that was episode eight, a scratching of the surface of fresh metal. We covered Slayer's Reign in Blood, Toxic Holocaust's Chemistry of Consciousness, and Vector's Terminal Redux.
3: What a week! What a week! This was great, man. I mean, like last week we listened to Devin Townsend, arguably like not that no metal. We listened to Project Mishram, which was you know had some jazz mm-hmm. tracks in there a great band in their own right, but like not really the metal metal kind of stuff, you know? And <laughs> it's then we not listen metal, metal, to <laughs> Christ. <laughs> it's not metal metal <laughs> music music. And then we listened to Rolling Christ, which is is great, but again, quite 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 different, not not that traditional. It was great to like laser in, and laser is the word mm-hmm. to laser in on something that was really a bona fide traditional metal mm-hmm. genre. Yeah. It was quite refreshing yeah. to go back and you know, fresh metal. As I say, it's a genre where like you can't see the wood for the trees; it's everywhere. You kind of forget it's mm. there. For me, it's it's you know it's like your mum. You love your mum, but you just don't call her enough. I need to check in with thrash metal more. Oh, a very touching sentiment, <laughs> which I didn't expect for Did thrash you, metal. The only irony of
2: that statement is that I actually need to call my mum this evening. Well, cause... we better wrap things
0: up. <laughs> 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 no, it was good to listen to some real proper. Metal. Mm. Mm.
3: Yeah. Metal, metal. Yeah, metal, metal. Metal, metal. Metal, metal, music, music. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, thoroughly enjoyed it. Not a genre I normally dip into, but um, I've, learnt, mm. I've learnt a lot, which I didn't
3: expect. And sure. I'm enjoying this like journey that you're taking, Ben, of getting because I feel like I come from very much like a traditional metal kind of genres. Yeah. I feel like Josh, you come from the slightly more left-field like metalcore-y kind of side of things and I feel like, Ben, you're... Like, I, don't I definitely know.
0: feel like the tourist in a lot of yeah, this. What's wrong with
3: you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I
0: definitely feel like the tourist in a lot of this where I've not really listened to a lot of classic stuff. Like even, even when I mm. say like I was a Maiden fan, I was never you know a Maiden fan. You know what that means. you know? Right, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked yeah. Iron Maiden. I quickly moved on to some other stuff and then got into all the sludgy, stoner yeah. stuff that I'm into now. And it's really, really nice to go and listen to these genres and actually feel like I can now mm. maybe a bit more call myself a metalhead. It's happening more and more every week. You'll get that. My job prospects are dwindling.
3: <laughs> I lot. hate to just like wank <laughs> off the whole point of this podcast, but like <laughs> medals, metal's a great shopper, man. And there's so much going on in it. And like the people who don't get it, I'm just like, why are well, you messing You're fucking missing out because like, you know, this music is fun.
0: Hell yeah. Okay. So what are we going to be talking about next week? Tom.
3: All right. So as I might have foreshadowed slightly during this episode, next week, we're talking about necro devil's breath. <laughs> oh boy, okay. A disgusting album in every account. Brilliant. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Josh. Can't yeah. wait. I'm
2: going to be talking about Reclaimer by Shadow of Intent, which is a oh, sci-fi that's... concept album. Is it really? Yeah, it's it's also... To, Incredible. To turn, to turn the nerve <laughs> factor up a bit, it's based on the, the Halo games. Ooh. Yeah, so... Uh, wow, uh,
0: Masterchef. Halos. Right?
2: <laughs> Yes, that one.
1: Master chef. <laughs> um, well, what are you bringing?
0: So next week, are we bringing the Christet Unseen with their album Pervo Genesis? They're a Norwegian punk metal band and they self describe their genre as narcotic gay metal. So.
3: <laughs> Brilliant. That's right on my stream. I
0: actually think you're going to quite enjoy it, Tom.
3: Brilliant. Yeah. I look forward to it. No. It sounds like it's going to be another good week. It sounds like it's going to be a week of metal, metal. I don't know. I just feel like I'm in the mood for some metal, metal. Some metal, metal, music, music. That's what I'm after. All right. Or metal, metal, music, music it is.
0: Next week, week on the Metal, Metal Face, Face Podcast Podcast. <laughs>
3: bye bye <laughs> with some music music tune tune in in <laughs> cool well sounds good I'll see you guys next right, week next this week. week thank you for listening. take it easy have a good bye. one bye bye these sign offs are getting worse that was the Metal Face Podcast go follow us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram thank you for Season of Mist character yanger and his separation for their music in the intro and thank you to Johnny Peterson for Transition Music Throughout go check out his projects at Heads for the Dead Massacre Worm Veil and and Wombat most importantly, thank you for listening. Take it easy, and hail Satan.
2: So, Vector are a progressive thrash band. Is that is that a genre of progressive thrash? I think they are a progressive thrash band from Arizona, United States. Though I've also seen them listed as from Philadelphia. So I think it depends on what era Ooh. we're talking about here because they've moved around a bit. They've been around since two thousand. I don't know
3: if it's that important. Two. <laughs> 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 god, I'm uh, sorry Josh, do <laughs> we, we can start this over just for the sake of my editing? <laughs>